Hi, I'm Vicky from Oh My Mama Body, all the way from Landau in the Pfalz in Germany. And I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, I'm Beatrice, all the way from Perth, Western Australia, and I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, I'm Nikki Kinsella, all the way from the Wirral in the UK, and I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, this is Barbara Saban from Motivate Your Life all the way from sunny California in Westlake Village. And I'm here with Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, I'm Julie Lewin and I live in Warwick, Queensland, Australia. And I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hey, I've just heard that the Energy Healing Magazine is taking nominations for the Top 10 Energy Healer Awards 2022. I missed it last year. I won't miss it for 2022. I've just sent in my nomination form. The Top 10 Energy Healer Awards Showcase covers all disciplines within the energy healing world from Reiki and EFT to chakra, acupuncture, womb healing, crystal healing, pranic healing and everything else in between. They're also keen to identify the best mindfulness, yoga and meditation practitioners too. The Energy Healing Magazine's Top 10 Energy Healers recognizes the outstanding contribution made by individual practitioners and coaches over the past past 12 months wouldn't you want to be rewarded for excellence you also get a certificate if you win to hang on your office wall you'll find details of the awards on the home page of the energy healing magazine have a look today hi and thanks for stopping by for another one of my exciting podcast shows let's talk energy healing with me Jacqueline Rose and my guest today is Kira Roundtree all the way from Northumberland in the northeast of the UK Kira is a medium, therapist, primal priestess, writer and soul guide. Great to have you, Kieran, here with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jacqueline. It's lovely to be here. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you actually got on your journey of energy healing? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my journey with energy healing all actually started with um, being a medium. I was a practicing medium. Well, I, I sort of worked with spiritual energies from a young age and then started practicing as a medium in my early 20s. And that led me on to a whole host of things, um, working in, in all things spiritual. And one of those was I had a friend who was a Reiki master. So she attuned me to Reiki healing as a bit of a, yeah, this is really good. I'm, I'm working with it. You'll enjoy it. And I sort of thought, okay, cool. I'll give it a go and see. And we led on from there, really. I kind of went through the Asu Reiki levels with her. And then if I'm honest, I left the energy healing part of my work for a good few years for sort of various different reasons, but I'd qualified as a, as a counseling therapist. And I knew a lot of Reiki healers who the work that they did was simply getting people to, I say simply, I'm aware it's not that simple, but getting people to lie down with eyes closed and they would put their hands on them. And it would all happen in silence and a really beautiful, sacred treatment. And I couldn't see how my counselling therapy sort of linked with that. And then as a few years passed, I really came back to it and kind of started to play with that that idea of energy healing, initially with Reiki, with counselling, with actually talking through people through a treatment, with using energy healing within a talking therapy session. Um, and through that, I qualified in Sekem healing, which is a really beautiful form of, of energy healing. And then over the course of the last five years or so, in meditation, I would get this 
phrase shouted at me repeatedly of primal healing, primal healing. And I was like, I've never heard of this. I Googled it. I looked for it everywhere. Couldn't find it. Um, And the journey I've been on, I guess, for the last few years is to figure out this idea of primal healing and to start actually practicing that. First of all, practicing it on myself and on other people and then practicing it with clients again, all while also talking them through that process so that we can, you know, bring together the benefits of a talking therapy and the benefits of energy healing. So I guess that's my journey so far. Do you think that obviously COVID sort of hit us all quite hard, didn't it? It made us sort of stop and think, you know, are we in the right job? Are we sort of in the right place that we want to be in life? Do you find that a lot of us have actually come a bit disconnected with our 24-7 lifestyles? Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of that, a lot of people that I I saw clients I worked with who previously were very disconnected, were very much caught up in that grind of the 24-7 and almost didn't even realise there was anything wrong with that. And I think over the course of the last few months, I'm beginning to see the people that I come in contact with are starting to sort of settle back in to really reconnect with themselves. And, And as you see, you know, COVID hit us really hard, but something else that it did in a very different way is it, it also forced a lot of people to slow down, I think, and really to come back into you know, their own homes that themselves. And there is a positive to that in as far as it's given people an opportunity to to really begin that journey of reconnection is something that I'm seeing quite a lot of. Yeah, I think definitely sometimes we can think of these as, you know, uh, devastating events, mm. which obviously they are, you know, for people that have lost family and friends and yeah. all the people, you know, that have been involved with it. But I think also that as with everything, you can always find positives yeah. in things, can't you? Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes we have to, you know, not from a place of, of bypassing anything, because as you say, the, 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 the sad things that have happened over the past couple of years, the horrible things that have happened, you know, we have to remember those and we have to honour that. But also we could get mired down in all of the sadness and all of the pain. And there comes a point, I think, where we we maybe have to start to move forwards a little bit. And perhaps part of that is in in picking our heads up and looking around and seeing what else is going on that we can we can focus on and we can think about. Do you find that a lot of people are often looking for happiness in their lives, um, sort of outside of themselves, when ideally they should be looking inside themselves? Mm, definitely. I, I often think that, so when I, when I trained as a counsellor, the reason I did that was because, as I say, I started off as a medium and I would find a lot of people would come into to spiritualist churches or for readings talking about how they were either looking, two things would have happened, either they would have lost somebody that they cared about or they would just be feeling really lost and want somebody to kind of point them in the direction that would make everything okay. And I think that that is a theme that we see throughout a lot of the world, but certainly as an energy healer, it's something that I see that you will find people who come in almost saying I'm looking for that one thing that will make me happy that one thing that will show me what I need to do I think that's a perfect place for us to take a short break I'd like to share with you some uplifting vibes from Nahiji Yogi Shalom try and keep your feet still while listening to this one I bet you can't Yalom, 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 Yalom,
Jalam 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 amazing now back to kira in the studio and in reality for my money anyway all energy healing ever truly does or any form of healing ever truly does is align us with the pathways within ourselves that help us to find that happiness for ourselves as you say rather than someone else finding it for us yeah i totally agree with that i think um you know we shouldn't give anybody else the responsibility Mm. should we of, of making us happy you know i think if you're not happy with yourself first and foremost, then you never will be, will you? Yeah. No, nothing's going to fill that void. It's sort definitely of connecting with your own self. And mm. um, uh, yeah, do you use lots of different, I mean, I know there's lots of different forms and mediums of energy healing. Do you use like meditation or yoga or other ways of um, connecting with people? I do use meditation. I tend to, so my sessions are, my sessions are a bit different from many people's sessions in that we tend to meditate our way into them and and use meditation to create a sacred space. And then we will, we will talk through the process. So I'll often use a lot of meditation, a lot of visualization. Um, And I also quite like to encourage people if it feels right to use ritual as well. So outside of our one-to-one sessions, we'll look at how we can you know, integrate the work that has been done through ritual practices or through kind of small practices that they can do themselves every day at home so that we can really, for me, it's really about allowing 
my clients to integrate the work that's been done in a way that helps them to feel in control of it, that helps them to feel empowered, I guess, by the process rather than as though they're waiting, again, for me to give them some sort of magic pill that will make everything better. Do you think then that consistency is a must when you're actually using energy healing? Um, Yes and no. Daily basis or a weekly basis, just to sort of in tune with themselves? You know, Jacqueline, I would love to say to you, yes, and I do it on a daily basis or a weekly basis just for myself. (laughs) However, (laughs) I am not very good at consistency, which is why I'm hesitating with this. I think there are so many benefits to consistency and there really are when it comes to connection. You know, it's, it's, it's creating those pathways for me. Um, that the energy can flow through. And the more consistent we can be with that, the more it's like a road. The more you use it, the more um, the easier it will be to traverse. But that said, I'm also really big on the idea of, of flowing. You know, I'm, I'm very big on cyclical living, on cycl- cyclical working. And so I think there are some days where there are some weeks where for me, that connection with, with energy healing for myself is something I'll do for, I don't know, an hour or, or more a day. There are others where... I'm just not really in that zone and and that connection looks different. So I guess consistency in terms of having some form of connection, some form of practice, definitely agree that's really important. But how that consistency looks, the shape of it, the form of it, even the the time spent on it for me is something that flows and changes over time. Do you think that people, you know, if they're not feeling 100% that day to actually do some meditation, maybe they can do, we we often hear a lot of this um, forest bathing, you know, Mm. take a walk out into the forest or into a park and just sort of feel the energy of Mother Nature. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I I am a huge proponent of that. I'm a, I'm a practicing witch. So for me, being out in nature is a big, big thing. Um, And it's actually, it's quite sad here because as we're recording this, we had some heavy winds um over the weekend. And, and usually where I live, I live quite close to some pretty dense woodlands, some really beautiful trees. And, and I will usually go there at least once a week. And right now the, the forest is closed because it's just dangerous that so many trees have fallen over. And I'm really feeling not, be, not being able to get out into the woods because that's my happy place. So yeah, I, I, I'm a huge proponent of that for everyone. And, and as you say, it's, it comes back to that thing, you know, that meditation doesn't need to be sitting on a meditation mat, kind of with your eyes closed, omming. That's wonderful sometimes, but equally we can get just as much benefit from walking in the woods or from, you know, swimming or any of those other things that, that allow our minds to get quiet and allow us to connect. Can you tell us a little bit more about primal healing? Mm, okay. So as I say, primal healing was quite an interesting one to me because when it started coming through, I did have been really transparent, that whole thing about who am I to, to receive this, that nobody else is doing, this idea that is brand new and I can't do this. And then the more I sat with it, the more I, I allowed it to flow through, the more I started to understand it and to recognize that the foundations of the other energy healing modalities I work with actually provide a really good, a really strong, firm foundation for this to come through. And I practiced it an awful lot before I, before I unleashed it on the public, I guess, to make sure it was it was safe and I was comfortable with it. But Primal healing is very basically um, based on the idea that when we first came here in our very first human incarnations on this planet, our bodies were um, were very much more aligned with energy. Our energy bodies were, they worked in a different way that was more kind of synchronized both with the earth and with 
source energy, for want of a better term. And actually, over the years, over the various traumas that we've experienced as souls here, over the ways in which the earth itself has changed and the energy of humanity has changed, our energy bodies have also shifted. You know, some of our chakras are, are maybe not quite as developed as they were before. Some of our chakras we just don't even use anymore. We've, we've forgotten about them and kind of lost them to time. And primal healing is very much about reactivating that energy within us. Primal healing is about reactivating our original human, ensouled human energy so that we can truly tap into the wisdom that is available to us, to the power that is available to us. And along the way through, again, using token therapies in, in conjunction with the energy healing side of this, along the way, we work through um, some of the traumas that have been stored within our energy bodies from this lifetime and from others that have come before. We work through perhaps some of the ancestral uh, wounding that's stuck there from anything that's happened before us. And we work through a lot of the collective wounding as well and, and really move back to align us with what is effectively the very heart of Gaia, the very heart of our planet, and then the very heart of the cosmos as well, and put us back into that place of, of the fullness of our energy bodies. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of energy healers often find that different traumas and different things mm. often that have, have happened in our childhood, we often sort of suppress and bring them forward into our adult life mm. that tend to sort of cause blockages, disease. And, and often, you know, we, we don't know why we're feeling like we are. Yes. Um, but energy healing does have that power to sort of reconnect us again, do you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think um, I think this is why I really love the balance of energy healing with more, I guess, kind of mainstream healing through through token therapies, because it means we, we almost approach that trauma or those traumas from two different angles. You know, we're able to get into the energetics of it and, and move through shifting things, really just shifting them without us having to suffer too much. Mm. But we're also able to to talk through it, to process it, to do the, I guess, the more conscious work that allows us to really to really work through and, and very consciously learn the lessons about what's going on as well within us. Do you think sometimes we need to sort of forgive and let go of different feelings? Yeah, and I think that's a that's a really interesting question. It's a really interesting sentiment, isn't it? Because so often words like forgiveness, I think nowadays are thrown around a lot as if you just forgive, everything will be fine. And for us, particularly for us in the West, you know, that idea of forgiveness We've almost come to believe that what that means is everything you did to me is absolutely fine. I'm comfortable with it. It's okay. And you can still be a part of my life. But it's not, is and it? And it's not that at all. No, no. And I think, so I think you're absolutely right. I think forgiveness is so key, but not necessarily the forgiveness we're all being told about day in, day out. You know, we really need to sit with that idea and, and understand what forgiveness really means and what, what is right for us in each individual situation. Yeah, because like you say, you know, trauma, and mm. sometimes it can be years and years, you know, yeah. as a child or violence and mm -hmm. children being brought up in environments that, you know, are really toxic yeah. so on for years and years, sometimes unrecognized. You, you can't just, you know, turn up to an energy healer and just be told, well, just forgive somebody, you know, you've yeah. really got to dig deep and, and I would think really work through that. Definitely. And I think there's such a toxicity as well, isn't there, in, in going to, to somebody who just says, well, forgive and everything will be fine. That in itself is quite toxic. It doesn't honour what the person has been through and is going through. So I, I totally agree with you. That's You just can't do that. 
No, it, I don't think it gives any understanding, does no. it, to no. to the person who's actually trying to sort of release and, yeah. and let this go and talk it through. And fr from your point of view, you know, as a counsellor and guide, then um, I should think it takes more than just a couple yeah. of sessions to work through that sort of thing. It does, yeah. And I think this is, for me, this is something that was always, that's why I trained as a counsellor, because I, I, in my early days, I didn't necessarily know how to hold that kind of thing. So people would come and, and I don't know, they'd, they'd talk about their traumas or I'd feel them as I was either doing an energy healing session or passing on messages to them. I would feel that trauma and I would have no idea what to do with it. And so I'd, I'd kind of be sat there a little bit lost, which inevitably for the client wasn't, was neither helpful or safe for them really. And so I trained as a counsellor so that I had that that real understanding of, okay, how do I keep someone safe with this? What what needs to happen on a very practical, tangible le level to keep this person safe and for me to be able to hold that space so that whatever they bring to me, I'm comfortable, I'm confident that I can hold it and I can support them through this. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Because often I should think if you actually open old wounds, if somebody isn't in a good space, then often, like you say, they could sort of tip that balance yeah. and do something, you know, really drastic that, yeah, you need to keep them safe. I hadn't thought yeah. about that before. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I at the time I used to, I mean, predominantly at the time I was work, I was practicing as a medium and I used to know quite a lot of mediums who were brilliant, who would pass on some great messages in spiritualist churches and the such, but they wouldn't necessarily know how to do that in a way that cared for the people they were talking to. Yeah. And I would, I would see those people hearing about, uh, you know, people that they'd lost, people that they loved and that they'd lost. And it would be dealt with, it would be communicated to them in such a, a throwaway manner that I would think exactly that, you know, you're now leaving this, sending this person away who perhaps, you know, the, the grief began years ago. And so they've had a few years to, to heal, to get to grips with, with life without whoever they've lost. And then they walk into this room, you pass on a message from whoever it may be, and it opens that whole door and all of those feelings right back up again. And you're sending them home with nothing, really. You're sending them away without any support, without any any grounding of that. And it's it's dangerous, but it's also just, it's not very nice. It's, it's not no. a nice way to, to no, look no. after people. I think as well that, you know, people who actually go to a professional energy healer, mm -hmm. um, they're, they're giving you their trust. Yes. You know, they're not just giving you their money. They're also giving you their trust and their belief. You know, they believe yeah. in you. So to send somebody away like that, it's quite irresponsible, I would say. Yeah. And isn't it interesting when you say that about, you know, that they're, they're giving you their trust and their belief. And I think this is something that perhaps people who maybe are just getting started in energy healing or are, are curious, but don't necessarily, haven't, haven't necessarily taken any steps for themselves in this subject and are listening, might not, might not really be aware of that. I think as energy healers, we have to do quite a lot of work on ourselves as well. You know, it's not just as simple as the session starts, you do a session with the client, the session's over, you move on to the next one. And at the end of the day, that's it. We have to do quite a lot of work on ourselves, partly because the things that we pick up from our clients can be tough, but also because I think we have to be really aware of our own our own woundings, the places that maybe within us still need to be healed, the places within us that have been healed, of our own fears, of our own insecurities. Because all of that, when you're dealing with other people's wounds and traumas and pains, it can do such a such a clever job of just needling at yours. And so you as an energy healer really need to be to be working with and, and on yourself all the time as well to keep other people safe. I spoke to a lady the other day and she was sort of saying how energy healers 
need to be able to let go of other people's energies. Yes. You, you know, when you walk into a room, say at a party, for instance, yes. you know, somebody like today, I'm just connecting with you. I've never yeah. met you before, but I feel on a level with you. Yeah. Whereas other people, you can just feel that negativity coming in from them and, and it just sort of takes your whole, your mood down for the day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I totally agree with that. I think it's it's really important that we have to we have to protect ourselves. And again, when I was training as a counsellor, one of the first things we were ever taught was you need to be able to leave your own stuff at the door when you enter a therapy room. But when you exit a therapy room, you need to be able to leave the client's stuff on the other side of the door. And I think that the same goes for every type of energy healing. You know, you've got to be able to keep yourself and, and your own whatever's going on in your own life, whatever stuff you're dealing with out of the client session. But you also need to be able to keep the client's energy firmly in that session and not carry it around with you. Otherwise, it can really weigh you down. Yeah, I should think that's like being in a hospital, isn't it? Especially if you've got young children, you know, yes. at death's door and, and you, you can't just can't take everybody home with you, can you? You oh. need that really strong mindset, I would think. Goodness. Not being unempathetic, but just no um, for everybody's health and well-being. Definitely. I always remember a, a news article I read years ago about a lady who was a social worker in the centre of kind of the opioid crisis in America. And I remember in the article, she said that she got to a point where she was really burned out from her work because she was taking these kids home with her energetically. And so she used to drive past her reasoning, her ritual that she came up with was every night on the way home from work, she'd drive past a, a church. And so she would, every single night, she'd pull up outside the church, wind the window down, and she would imagine herself putting all of those children into the grounds of the church and then just leaving them there to be kept safe in this this holy ground and she'd wind the window back up and be on her way and the next morning on the way to work she'd stop outside the church wind the window down figuratively let them back in and then head off on her way and that i've read this about 10 years ago and it has always stuck with me because i think you know while the work i do is in no way as as hard hitting and as as goodness me as, as kind of vital to you know the lives of children as the work this lady was doing that's incredible however I think the same goes for energy healers. The same goes for all of those of us who work with people on a level, you know, where we're often processing their energy. We have to find our own ways to be able to not take that home with us and then pick it back up again for the next time we have a session. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, do you think that we need to surround ourselves with sort of like-minded people that can understand energy healing? I think it's definitely important. For me, I always... I, I like to think I have quite a nice balance in my life. I have a lot of friends who are very much into energy healing and, and we talk about this stuff and they can support me and I support them. And then I have others who have absolutely no interest. And in a way that in itself is quite nice because sometimes it can stop me getting dragged down a dragged down a lane of getting too stuck in my work, I guess. Um, so yes, I do. But I do also think it's quite nice to have a bit of a balance there. Yeah, I think that word is key, isn't it, mm, balance? Mm -hmm. It's always key, whether it's with your food or whether it's with yeah. your energy or your lifestyle. Everything is comes back down to balance, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Would you like to say hello to anybody who's helped you on your journey? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that the, the people that are really key to me, I have, I mean, my family are amazing, but you know, that they're, they're not part of this energy healing journey one-to-one. -one. But I think there are a few people who I work with day in, day out, who are some of my best friends and very, you know, brilliant energy healers, which is my friend Rachel, who is Rachel Morley, who's an astro herbalist 
working out of London. Um, I have a friend, Yolandi Boskoff, who is a, a DNA activator, also working out of the UK. And I have a friend, uh, Shana Sacriston, who is a, a somatic energy healer working out of the US. And all of those ladies are, they're my support network every day. And I'm forever grateful for them and their energy healing and, and all of their wisdom. So I guess the three of them would be would be key really that's beautiful well do you know we've actually done what 26 minutes of nattering <laughs> i tell you what it goes so quickly doesn't, doesn't it, it? Uh, no i think that's wonderful I, I do think i could talk to you for another 26 minutes and then some jacqueline but <laughs> that's a wonderful well, I, thing i think the team have been editing one this morning that we did i think we went on for about an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> Um, it's just amazing how you can connect with some people and it just sort of, the time just goes so quickly. Massively, it? yeah. Oh. <laughs> so well, it's been absolutely brilliant chatting to you. I do thank you for your, taking the time out to join us today. Thank you. Well, I do hope you've enjoyed this podcast show. If you have, then please share with your family, your friends and your social networks. So between us, we can spread the word of the benefits of energy healing. Until the next time, that's me signing off. Bye.